nobody has left. I mean, the place is still absolutely full. Well, they've been waiting too long for this to leave. I mean, you don't wait all those years, all this time, and then finally get it and then leave early. They're going to stay. I mean, the players won't even want to leave the field. That's going to be it. Hello everybody and welcome to the Outback Quarterback Podcast for another week. Oh, it's been a drama-filled night already. Chris Hall smirking to himself. He knows he's in trouble with us, Doss. Well, when, when you're the king, fellas, you do what you want. <laughs> I never king. called you the king. <laughs> Rolls in, 19 minutes late. Show starts when I get here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened to the agreed time of 7.30? And then well, we, Doss, Doss was very cold. He told me about 18 times that he was cold <laughs> well, waiting outside. We'll a a locked car. Clucker Serena. You've got a warm car. Go sit in your car. Well, I said 8 o'clock, or you guys said 8 o'clock, and I said, I think training will be a bit shorter tonight. That's maybe 7.30. The maybe part was let 7.30 me, I'm just, part. It was all incorrect. Let me just pull we up. We don't have time uh, for this, Curtis. Let's move on to the show. <laughs> no, no. We, it's a very sloppy show. We know that. We can... Uh... I hope I said maybe. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Curtis, what time tonight? Uh, Matt Maidman, pending Chris, as I think is the same as last week. Curtis, okay. 8 p.m. Chris Hall. <laughs> yeah, 8 works. I reckon I'll be home by 7.30, so I can start earlier if you want. <laughs> okay, we'll come at 7.30. So really, <laughs> well, you should have just left it at, yeah, eight works. I should have. So it's the second time I've been wrong this year. <laughs> what was the first time? I can't even remember. Every Hawley's hero? <laughs> all of Hawley's heroes. All the heroes. <laughs> all right, look, we, we all make mistakes. Unfortunately, though, that does mean you're QB3 tonight. You were going to be QB2. Uh, I'm now QB2. Matt Maidman, it's your run sheet week, my friend. You're QB1. Oh, well, week. thank you. Now, let's talk about... The run sheet because um, as Hawley gulps his liter of water in the microphone, <laughs> uh, because Hawley's run sheet last week was very, very well done. It was good, yeah, very popular, structured uh, well, good shows, good topics, and I did a lot less work than normal. The feedback week, which was I fantastic got from mm-hmm. Quag was that it's the best show we've had. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, didn't need to go that far, Quag. It hurts my Text feelings. Text message to prove it. Okay, actually, do we want to start with Quag? We'll get into your run sheet now. I, I've just seen this email. I have not read it. The, the subject is an expletive. It just says F-DOS. <laughs> From Quag. What, what have say? I done? What did oh, you say think, about Denver last week? Well, look, let's just roll with it. I reckon I know where this might be heading. DOS has started my week in the worst possible way. <laughs> I was going a different method today and just watching Red Zone and not the Broncos. And then I get a message from DOS. <laughs> the message was Broncos can they do it there's no Lamar for Ravens because he was injured of course he was early. and they were up 6-3 to three. then it all went to you know what another expletive I would like no I demand a public apology from the one you called Doss <laughs> or we shall start calling him the Jinx <laughs> I was over my Broncos this year but Doss got my hopes up only to be crushed again by the way Russ still has more bathrooms than touchdowns this year 12-8 to eight. <laughs> Doss he does have yourself. a nice house, Russell Wilson. Yeah, and did you know Doss is also married to Ciara? Too? Ciara. Mm. One, two step, goodies. <laughs> and go through uh, her uh, discography. discography. <laughs> Get that up on Spotify. Um, yeah, apology to Quag or Well, not? I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't think there's really an apology needed. Let's be honest. Did I really jinx 
You, Denver. You, you would have jinxed them if they'd won all year. Yeah. Then they'll go yeah. undefeated. But they suck, so they were probably going to lose anyway. Do you guys remember when they were coming around to the draft and interviewed Nathaniel Hackett and they said, oh, you don't have many draft picks. What are you going to be doing while the draft's on? And he said, oh, I'll be watching Russell Wilson highlights, mate. Yeah. He was that? really infatuated yeah. with Wilson. And I, just, I just thought I remember that today. Is. And mm. I was like, huh, that sucks now. I think that's actually what he was doing <laughs> during probably the draft. was doing it, yeah. Doss, your run sheet, how are you feeling about it? Pumped? Good. It yes, looks thank good. you, uh, Curtis. Uh, put a bit of work into it. Yep. And uh, look, I think we'll have a, a fun show tonight. Looking forward to it. And then we roll into Thursday as we usually do. Now, if you remember last week, Hawley went through some rules and regulations for his week of shows. Oh, Did that's you have right. anything similar? Any rules you want to try and impose on us? No, nah, I don't have time for that nonsense. We'll just roll into uh, <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> No, I didn't actually think of that. I was more worried about just making sure that they get the flow right and the content and we can have some good discussion tonight. Well, speaking of nonsense, it's your birthday on Wednesday. It is. Happy yes. birthday. Yep, thank you. 45? <laughs> oh, 33. 33. Oh, you're the old one of this group, aren't you? Yeah, the wise yeah one. old Fawzel. Wait, what are you? You're 32, Kurt? No, I'm 18. <laughs> That. Oh, actually, you shaved your beard a little yeah. bit as well. It's taken <laughs> off about five like, that years. That is an eighteen-year-old beard. <laughs> <laughs> does it look better this week? It does look a lot better. Yeah. Okay, well, fans will be glad to know that. Big red twenty, especially. Okay, we're going to be back in just a moment with game reviews. Every week, I have trouble with this song. It worked okay last week. I thought. Well, I had, to, I had to heavily edit that to make it sound okay, better. You, okay. I'm going to press the button. It's the Q button on my soundboard. And let's see what happens. Oh, perfect. Mate. We are on. We are on. That's a good sign, gents. Arizona, Carolina, both on buys. And, Doss, we're going to do this slightly differently today. You wanted to do a bit of a question style. So I'll do my very quick run through of my games and you'll ask me a question and then vice versa, yeah? Yes. Bills 24, Pats 10 on Thursday Night Football. A splash touchdown for defensive and special teams player Marcus Jones. Did you see that? I did. The only highlight for Mac Jones and the Patriots on TNF. The Bills made it three in a row. They go nine and three and resume the lead of the AFC East. Rookie running back James Cook, his best game, combining ground and air work, 105 total yards. Josh Allen, two touchdowns, no picks. Did lose a fumble, though. Pats six and six, still in the hunt but need some contending AFC teams to drop a game. What do you got for me, Doss? What impressed you most about that Bills win, Curtis? I think the fact that they have options. Now, the running room was something that they struggled with last year. I mean, options running the ball. It was Singletary and Moss last year, and that was a clear weak point going into playoffs. Now they've got Singletary, who's been solid all year. And as Hawley predicted, James Cook is coming good yeah. at the right time. 105 total yards. He's looking like a weapon. And all of a he's sudden... the X-Factor. It's looking okay. Packers 28, Bears 19. Matt Maidman. Yes. Uh, well, I like the way uh, the Packers used AJ Dillon today. 18 carries, 93 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Christian Watson with a nice little uh, rushing 43-yarder uh, as well. Eight touchdowns in four weeks, Watson. Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate yeah, as we yeah. move into the Good back thing you guys didn't let season. me get off him in the middle of the year. <laughs> Uh, look, Curtis, they're they're five and eight. They're coming into the bye now. Rogers is banged up. You know they own the Bears, so I, I wouldn't be getting too excited about that. You know they 
even if they win out, uh, they're getting to 9-8 and eight and they probably have to rely on the giant Seahawks and 49ers to crater and pretty much lose the rest of their game. So uh, no postseason action for, for Green Bay, but until they're mathematically eliminated, I think Rodgers is going to continue to play, which means Love sits on the sideline. So my question for you, given AJ Dillon's impressive performance today, should he be handed the keys? Should he be leading that running attack for the rest of the year? Uh, I, I think, well... He's a few years younger than Jones. Yeah, give him an opportunity. Jones looks a bit sore and bangs. He's copped a couple of knocks in, in recent mm. games. So I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Dillon uh, get a lot more carries and usage because Jones has been primarily the uh, number one running back uh, They're both really big, solid backs. Though. Like, they play a physical game. They so do, I don't yeah. think they would be able to handle a full season by themselves. Yeah. Like, I think complimentary it works pretty well. Agreed. Jets 22 in Minnesota. 27. Ooh. The Vikings won that one, Hawley, in an exciting game. Yeah, I think it was probably the Vikings' danger game because the Jets are that team at the moment, especially with Mike White. There's a bit of hype about them. They can probably come out. And, I mean, he, Mike ended it's up... exactly ha- the same as last year. He ended, up, he ended up having a good game purely because he had to throw the ball a lot because they were consistently down. He had a lot of yards. He wasn't a bad game. He's probably proved... F- f- first half was ordinary, but he got better. He, got, he, he came good. He probably has proven that he will be the starter for the rest of the year and they'll give him a crack because I think Zach Wilson's probably thrown the town in the bit but hey anyway good on him anyway Kirk um, Kirk had a Kirk game one touchdown no turnovers just controlled the game let Jeff I think Jefferson had 70 odd yards Dalvin had a good game um, him and Madison both had touchdowns so um, yeah I think <coughs> it was a good one for the Vikings to win because if they dropped that they would have been pretty disappointed are the Vikings a Super Bowl contender Christopher Hall at 10 and 2 well yeah if they're 10 and 2 I think you have to be don't you especially with they got a guy like Kirk who just keeps reminding me of a Joe Flacco like he can pull, put a run together through playoffs um, and then you've got a playmaker you've got playmakers like Madison Cook and uh, Jefferson who can like any or you know especially Jefferson and Cook can win a game off their own back so. Hawkinson now too is fitting yeah in. Hawkinson's fitting in really well now so yep nicely Definitely. Steelers and Falcons Steelers won this one 19 to 16 Falcons are ruining another one that they could have won and should have won NFC South it's there for the taking and they're just not taking it this time a three point loss at home to Pittsburgh Kenny Pickett goes a fourth week in a row without a pick a big improvement as the young Steelers offense gets incrementally better but for the Falcons the calls of Mariota out continue to grow stronger and Drake London had his first good game since week three and you're pretty confident Kenny Pickett's the man Curtis in Pittsburgh now uh, time will tell if he's the man but he's definitely getting better I think I think they'd be happy enough with his last month his first month and a bit was almost disastrous I think he had two touchdowns and eight picks but there were signs during those games that he was okay and the last four weeks he hasn't turned the ball over no interceptions so he's getting there uh, speaking of fortunes turning around the Detroit Lions, 40 points on the board. They're back, lads. Jaggy was 14. Chris Hall. Uh, well, the big thing in this game was they didn't even pump the ball. The Lions did not pump the ball Well, would once. you? You got the best quarterback in the league, Jared Goff. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, after four weeks, I was calling for MVP. He is so passionate. in the fields. When he's good, he looks unbelievable. He's so good, mate. Well, he's, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had 340 yards and two TDs today, and your boy Amon Ra St. Brown, uh, he had a nice game, I think, 114 and two TDs. Um, and the Lions now have a surprisingly nice little win-loss record at 5-7, and seven, which I don't think anyone really expected at the start of the year. Uh, I think they did, but they yeah. didn't expect it when they were 1-5. and five. Yeah, good one point, good point after their start. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the Jags, Lawrence, well, I think last week we said it was his coming-of-age game, and then this week it wasn't quite his coming-of-age game. It was back to normal, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, 
a young quarterback's going to have his ups and downs like there, that. There so. was a scary moment for Lawrence too when his he went knee. down on his knee yeah. and he got buckled under a huge tackle. It looked like he I was I don't think dumped. he missed any snaps though, did he? No, well, he came off late in the last quarter. He heard quarter. that CJ Beathard was the backup and said, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming I'll back, go back out. out, fellas. <laughs> Can they, uh, the Detroit Lions, two games out of a wild card? Can they make the playoffs, Chris? Can they make a run? Oh, man, I'd have to very quickly look at their, um, their schedule. But yeah, I think like, if their offense, their, their offense has proven to be able to score points. If the defense can roll with them and cause a couple of turnovers or a couple of three and out stops, uh, they can definitely they can definitely do it because they've got some they got some targets like they've got Swift and uh, Williams and Amon Ra St Brown and if Goff plays well he plays well so they, they I don't think they will but I mean anything's positive Nick anything's possible Doss next two weeks are huge Vikings and Jets and then they've got Panthers Bears and Packers which you'd think they're a chance in those mm. last three all right. Big game on paper. In reality, not so much, Doss. Eagles 35 beat the Titans 10. Curtis, the Titans are a pretender team. Every time they come up against good opposition, they lose. Can I ask you, can I jump straight to my question? You then? can. Because my question for you was, are Tennessee regular season front runners just like they were last year when they were the number one AFC seed? They are. So they beat up on the Texans, the Jags and the Colts this year and last season. That pretty much gives them six wins by default just about. They've lost to the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, the Bengals and the Giants, all who we consider playoff teams or pretty good teams. Uh, so yes, they are front runners regular season, and they will get bundled out. They'll win their division, but they'll get bundled out in the first week of the playoffs again. Uh, the positive, though, Traylon Burks looks like he will be a good receiver in the NFL. I do yes, like him. Tannehill is purely a signal caller, though. He's not a top ten quarterback. He's twenty fifth in the league for passing yards. And once again, if Derrick Henry doesn't have a big game, he had thirty yards today. The Titans just cannot point put any points on the board. Another negative, Traylon Burks is now concussed, so he'll probably miss next week. And imagine what it felt like for the Titans fans watching AJ Brown, 119 yeah. yards and another yeah. two touchdowns. We're going to talk about AJ Brown on the Thursday show because you had a gutsy call yeah. about him. Didn't would've, quite would've pan like, out. Would have liked these little, uh... touchdowns a few weeks ago, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to do one more before we take a quick break, and that's the Browns and the Texans. I got up at 4.30 a.m. just to see Ooh. the start of Deshaun Watson's Controversial return to the NFL. The Browns won 27-14. Deshaun Watson made his first start for Cleveland. As I said, his, his team scored 27 points, but did not score an offensive touchdown. They returned an interception for a touchdown. They re recovered a fumble for a touchdown from two yards out. <laughs> they returned a kick for a touchdown. I think that's all we need to say about Houston's game. Awful. As for Watson, he looked very rusty. 131 yards, no touchdowns and interception, but... He did have just a couple of glimpses, and it's going to take time. We knew that. A terrible pick to the rookie Jalen Petrie was the low light, but we'll see a bit more of Watson as the as the weeks progress. We're going to be back in just a moment. All right, Doss, your run sheet continues. We're going to go into some MVP talk. You wanted us to pick, well. Make our case now. Who's the MVP? Who's going to win it? We're, we're far enough into the season that there's some favourites. Now it's time to decide. Who's kicking us off, Doss? I did, well, I think uh, our man over there, Mate. Christopher Hall, just frantically looking for, through his notes, ready to make a case <laughs> for his MVP candidate over Fran there. Frantically Googling a list of MVP candidates. <laughs> looking, at, <laughs> looking at the odds. Now tell <laughs> us, tell us why you're scrambling, because you had an answer this morning and then you watched a game. I... Um, I, I was going. Well, you boys both picked your MVPs first. You had Mahomes and. Let's Hertz. be fair. 
we I put it out there Friday Friday uh, afternoon, of which Kurt responded within about six seconds of who he wanted to. Oh, I can't uh, always respond because I have a job. Yeah, like is. I work during the day, fellas. So. Uh, I have four jobs as we discussed today. <laughs> yeah, we anyway, my anyway, MVP candidate go. was, and I think I was talking about we were talking about not long ago was Tour. Yes, um, and I was talking to Nugget about it today, and he's like, "Well, Tour's not winning the MVP anymore." I was like, "Oh, what's happened?" He's always like, oh, two picks, a fumble, and that's pretty much done for him now. I'd imagine. So my next MVP favourite is... Is it that simple? One, yeah, one that game simple. where he has two picks and a fumble? I think so now. He's gone. Okay. See you later, Tua. My man <laughs> my man is Joe. Smoking Joe Burrow. Oh, because he, I, call, I like this. I called it at the start of the year. I said, Joe's the man. And he had a bit of a rough start to the year, but he's come good now. He's, he's what, second in both yards and touchdowns. Three, three and a half thousand yards, 25 TDs. He's thrown a few picks. He's thrown eight picks in his QBR. Um, isn't great sitting at 58, which is 11th in the NFL. But I think especially today beating the Chiefs is a, is a huge win against Mahomes. And I know, you know, Bengals have got this thing over the Chiefs and blah, blah, blah. But I think Burrow, if he continues on this little path the rest of the season, because his last month has been, or his last, yeah, last month has been pretty good. 2-1, 4-1, 2, that's five games. But they've they've won the last four. They're looking pretty good. They're moving well in offense. If he continues this for the next month or, month or five weeks, whatever's left in the season... He'll be a huge shot to rock a boat and win an MVP. You've always uh, been an advocate for Joe Burrow. I remember in our pilot episode. He made a Super Bowl. What do you want him to do? I did, yes. <laughs> you agree? You, well, he, you he, don't agree with that call because you've chosen someone well, else, but you think he's up there. I like it because we're getting to get to our gutsy calls on Thursday and I may have oh. Joe Burrow as part of that. However, um, I do like that uh, call. The only thing I would challenge you on, Chris, we you said one bad game for Tua. Yeah, I had a couple of pretty ordinary games at the start. Tua's of the season. only thrown yeah, five. But that's the thing. That's the same as college playoffs. If you win, if you lose a game early or you play bad early, it's forgotten about. If you start to play well towards mm. the end of the season, whereas yeah. Tua, if he has two bad games now. They're going to be like, oh, Tua's fallen off a little bit. He's not in contention. Whereas if he started off with two bad... Like Burrow started off with a couple of bad games, but he's coming good now. They're going to say, oh, how good's Burrow playing? Yeah, Aaron, right. Aaron Rodgers put up a donut in week one against the Saints last year and then went... Oh, <laughs> well, look what happened MVP. to Brady. Brady and Rodgers <laughs> were head-to-head MVP all year. They had pretty similar years in the end last year. Brady probably threw a couple more picks, but they got shut out against the Saints towards you know, yeah, three right. quarters of the way through the season and then his MVP odds just dropped off completely. Whereas, like you said, if that was first game of the year, Good he claws his way back and it doesn't affect it. I like it. Doss, tell us your MVP. Well, I'm going to go with a quarterback who six months ago we didn't even think may not have even been a quarterback up to the standard of an NFL starting quarterback. Would he happen to be backed up by someone I took as my boy named Gardner Minshew? (laughs) Yes, correct. (laughs) Who you thought Gardner Minshew might be getting some snaps this year. Well, Uh, I I mean, I wasn't the only one, but I was sadly mistaken. That was fair. So we were questioning Jalen Hurts. Yep. And the Eagles made that pick swap with the Saints that we've spoken about previously on draft night. To get another first round pick. By the way, that's looking very good uh, at the moment. Uh, it's looking like it could be a close to a top five draft pick. Um, as an insurance policy, uh, in case Jalen Hurts turned out to not be the player he was, and he's completely turned it around. They are, what are they, Curtis? 10, 11 and 1? 11 and 1. 11 and 1. One loss was to the Commanders. Um, they which they couldn't get their running game going and the team made some mistakes that night in big spots. But that game against the Packers last week uh, where he Jalen Hurts, 150 yards running and he had 150 yards passing, he was box office and just about single-handedly won that game 
for the Eagles in a big spot there. And then this week? This week was unbelievable. 380 yards, three TDs. This this week again. So what what are we? 28 total touchdowns on the season. Uh, 20, 20 passing and eight rushing, I, I think that is. Uh, only three interceptions. Yeah. Very accurate. Really... Not turning the ball over with his passing this season. If you want to compare him against Mahomes and Allen, Mahomes has eight interceptions and Allen has uh, 11. Tua, by the way, had, had three. He has five now yeah. coming into today so tour as well as throwing very accurate but 597 yards rushing a bit more than that so averaging about 60 yards a game he's beaten dallas he beat kirk cousins and the vikings as well he knocked off uh, the titans uh, today and jalen hurts is conti- he is my mvp at the moment Can I, just say, I actually agreed thus i think hurts is the oh, i've got him as my front runner for the mvp but I just had to make one up with Burrow, so <laughs> sorry, Joe. Well, I've got him as a very, 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 very close second. Patrick Mahomes, and I know I'm a Chiefs fan, but let me make a case. Even after the loss today. To, it does hurt uh, my case a little, I must admit. I wrote this before the, the, the Chiefs lost to the, the Bengals. And the loss to Allen. But let, these stats are still accurate, right? Let me rattle these off. First in yards. Second in yards per attempt. First in touchdowns by four. That's a big gap. Second in touchdown percentage, so t- uh, touchdowns per throw. Uh, it's him and Tua and Daylight to the rest. Most first downs, fourth in QBR. But all those stats aside, he hasn't got an obvious flaw, Patrick Mahomes. In any game, you feel like you're in it because you've got Mahomes <coughs> behind centre and he has proven that, not today, but many other times this year. He's barely had a bad game. Many were riding off because of writing him off because Tyreek Hill left. I was I was worried about it. But the offense has gotten better this year and it's dominating the league. Per game, most points, most touchdowns, most yards, most passing yards, and it's not even close in those categories. I, you can't mount much of a stronger case than that, Doss. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, uh, look at Mahomes. The only thing I'll have against Mahomes is lost to Allen at home, as lost to Joe Burrow. And that was a bad loss against Indianapolis earlier in the season, mm. uh, which they probably should have won. Now, it wasn't all on him because it was a Travis Kelsey drop pass there. So I look at it uh, from that perspective. You know, I actually, <laughs> I actually do now. As of today, this very second, I think Hurts does edge it. As of today, three hundred and eighty and three plus another rushing touchdown today. I would love Mahomes to win it, but I think in the last four hours it's changed. Holmes just been a little rusty. I mean, uh, Hawley, you saw him live, albeit missed half of the game because you were in the concourse yeah, area. Don't, I probably can't comment on the game, Doss. <laughs> like, we oh. know that game better than he does, Doss. I missed the whole quarter, mate. <laughs> so are we locking Hertz for MVP? Because oh, no. I'm, not, I'm not willing to, to lock him. But I don't think we have to, we have to uh, necessarily lock anyone. But I'm, I'm uh, just looking through their schedules and neither of them really have a tough run home. Like week 17, Bengals play Bills. So you know, if Bills blow the Bengals out, then that's probably Burrow done, MVP-wise. But the rest of them, you know, Eagles, Philly and um, the Chiefs don't have a super hard run home. So there isn't really a blockbuster game which will be a uh, Heisman moment, essentially, for any, any, of, these, any of these players. Mm, I think it hurts. Wait and see. We're going to crank that song up again, boys, and we're going to do the rest of our games. Ooh, Whoa. the song was even midway through. There we go. All right, where were we up to, lads? Dolphins and 49ers. Now, you just spoke about Tua and how he's dropped off, and that was a bad loss today. 17-33, to 33, the 49ers won it. 
Matt Maidman. I was looking at Hawley, but it's Matt's game. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, got it done. He got it After done. Jimmy G broke his... Broken foot for Garoppolo, out for the season. 49ers down to their third string quarterback. Your boy, uh, Hawley, Christian McCaffrey, he had a nice game uh, today as well. He could probably play quarterback. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If Elijah Mitchell was fit, I'd play McCaffrey quarterback <laughs> and have Mitchell as your one run. Hey, 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 don't talk dirty about Purdy. Well... He, he was, was okay. Good. Okay, it was good today. He was all right. I mean, he's a rookie, big spot in a playoff game. I'm not sure he can make the big play yet to get them uh, the big playoff win. Uh, That's because he's played two quarters. Yeah, well, still, he's a third string quarterback. I wouldn't be putting my faith in him. They will need to rely on the run game with McCaffrey because uh, Mitchell's out. And that's probably not really what they wanted to do, the 49ers. They'll sort of play the way they were using him uh, since he's been back sporadically in big moments and in big yep. plays. They don't want to give him a lot of carries. Well, this is this leads into my question because we've been bullish on the 49ers the last couple of weeks. Yeah. How far can they get without Jimmy G? Is there, uh, uh, Their chances are done, right? Look, They're gone. They well, can't win the Super Bowl. Look, well, what I'll say is, no, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. But what I will say is Seattle is really their only challenge in this division. They're a game behind them. If the Niners' defense continue to show up, you know, Nick Bosa, Greenlaw, Warner and, and that crew, they may be able to get the division win. Two weeks' time, they play the Seahawks. Winner of that wins the division, uh, Curtis. So mm-hmm. wild card, if they, you know, I think they can scrape into a wild card at worst. But a divisional game, a divisional game. But I think they they lose in the first. Who's week. the quarterback for the Niners next year? Purdy takes them through to a Super Bowl. Oh come on! And they and they do a net, and they do a and they do ESPN thirty for thirty. And, and on they it. come through next year. And they're like, oh, Trey Lance is our man. But like P- Purdy's a Super Bowl winner, mate. Mate, I mean, how far do you want to go with these hypotheticals? <laughs> I mean, you could you could put anything. What about if? Uh, Tyreon Davis Price runs for 8,000 yards in a game. What happens then? Well, that can't, 8,000 can't happen in a game. And Brock Purdy can't win the Super Bowl this year. So. Well, that's, I think he can. <laughs> uh, what's more likely? No. All right. Dolphins, oh, that were Dolphins 49ers. We just did that one. Broncos, Ravens. Oh, boy. I'm glad I didn't I have chose this game. game. Ravens won 10 to 9. <laughs> Lamar Jackson suffered a knee injury. Severity to be determined, although it sounds like he'll miss a little while. Hopefully, not too long. Tyler Huntley took over for the Ravens, did just enough to give them an important win as the AFC, as far as the AFC North is concerned. But in truth, there are some concerns for Baltimore beyond Lamar. Mm. Huntley ran in a two-yard game-winning touchdown as Russell Wilson had one final drive to get in field goal range. Surprise, surprise, he didn't get close enough. Brandon McManus's kick fell short. Baltimore win 10-9. to nine. Got a question for me, Doss? No, you answered it, mate. That was, oh, I answered it. Yeah. What well, was it? The, what, uh, what was the score? <laughs> that was uh, 10 you, to 9. You, you said how important the win was for the Ravens with Lamar going down today. Uh, well, yes, it was an important win, but I think the concerns are broader than that. The fact that they're only scraping over a woeful Broncos, um, I don't know. I, I just I haven't felt that the Ravens uh, have got it together in the last month, even with Lamar. So The secondary is questionable. Yeah, I think, I think they're in a bit of trouble. Rams and Seahawks, Doss, in LA. The Seahawks got it done 27 to 23, but only just. They did. They got it done on the back of a Geno Smith game-winning drive in the last quarter. Well done, Geno. Mm-hmm. I still don't believe he is the uh, long-term solution there, Curtis. Well, let's jump straight to this because I, I couldn't believe last week when you both said with their first pick next year, the Seahawks will pick a quarterback. It makes zero sense to me. He's been a top well, 10 quarterback no. all year, Geno. Why would you replace him? Because it's a concern, Doss, that he's, this is his first good year. 
he's only had well, he one good year. hasn't played for the last five what, what years. What if this is a year that's just, you know, out of the blue, he has one of these one good years and the next year he's, he's back to Gino. And they've invested money, time into him when they could have picked up a, a good quarterback early. Well, he's been good this year. He was good today against the Rams team, which basically had none of their offensive starters and Aaron Donald didn't play either. If you're going to get the Broncos pick, which I think is probably going to be somewhere around, is it going to be a top five pick or be close to it? In what is expected to be a strong quarterback draft, you have to draft a future franchise quarterback. All right, what about this? Take Hendon Hooker. If you want to reach, he might be available in the second round still. Now he's a star of a quarterback. Didn't ACL like Tennessee. Didn't ACL a couple of weeks ago, so he's not going to play next year. Gives Geno another year. If Geno's no good, then you've got Hendon to come in. Because you're not going to take Hendon at pick five. You're not going to get CJ or um, Old Mate in pick five either. They'll be gone. Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. They'll be gone by pick five. So if you're second or third round pick, if Hooker's still available, take him. Because he's as good as talent as any. And then you're not really wasting anything. Then you still give Geno another year. But what's the... How many other teams with a top ten quarterback would take a quarterback in the draft? It's not needed. It's not needed. And like you say, he's only let up for one year. His last seven years before this, he didn't play more than three or four games. Well, he, why he's didn't never... he? Because every team he's been at, it's been like, oh, he's no good. And clearly they were wrong. Well, <laughs> where did he get? Who, did, who picked him up to start with? New York Jets, 2013. Hmm. How did he go there? Oh, as, a, as a rookie. How, so how many years did he play there? He, he played... I remember watching him in college and he was pretty good. Yeah. So every every quarterback that struggles in their, in their rookie season, write them off for the rest of their career, they can never come back. Correct. I messaged you today. I, I did message Kurt yeah. today and say I think we might be wrong about Gino. He actually looks alright at the moment. It's an interesting one because you're not the only people who think he's not the future there. But I mean, I said it last week if you've got a good enough quarterback, that's better than two thirds of the league. And if you're in the top third of mm. the league with your quarterback, you've got to invest in other areas. If they could get Bryce or CJ, then I'd take them over Gino, just purely because they're, they're eight years younger and they're better quarterback. But if, they, if, if they're if they going to miss out on either of them, like Will Levi or Levis, whatever you call them, and, and Hooker, like you might be able to get them in a second round. Can I put Gino's age in perspective? He's 32. Doss turns 33 tomorrow, so it's not that old. Maybe could they you, could you play quarterback? <laughs> No, see, too old. <laughs> Case in point. Well, All right, let's move on. That took too long, but a good discussion. 27 to 20, the Raiders beat the Chargers. The Chargers just can't quite get over the Raiders when it matters wholly. Sorry, boys. Just eating. You've been eating your dinner this whole link. Mm. Do you want to just pause for five minutes? And, no, I'm good. No? I'm sure this is beautiful to listen to. All right, I'm on. I had a bit of a slow morning. I had a couple of beers last night. Had a paperwork morning. I got a trade through. When you yeah, I know. He got, a tra- he got a trade through after I was eating my cheese sandwich. He's, yeah. Anyway, I watched this game because I had, I needed uh, Jacobs to have a good game, which he did. And this is this is what I've worked out about the Raiders. My notes were: Josh Jacobs is an elite running back. Adams is an elite wide receiver. And if Derek Carr plays well, then the Raiders are a very, very dangerous team. Because if Derek plays well, that means Adam and Jacob, Adams and Jacobs can play to their level. They can do what they need to do. So are the, are the Raiders going to draft a quarterback next year then? Uh, no, because they've paid Derek too much. Yeah. Gino, they haven't paid they haven't paid much. Um, their D destroyed Herbert today. From what I could see, maybe it's not on the stats, I'm not sure, but they had Herbert running that sack. So I think they had a fumble recovery. Herbert just couldn't do what he wanted to do. And I looked at it then and I thought, man, 
Raiders are just rolling a little bit here. You know, mm. Jacobs is rolling real well. Devontae had a like huge. He took some like genuine, he was incredible today. Genuine catches today, and he takes them because Carr just throws to him. Like I think um, Hollands was wide open for a touchdown at one stage, and I think Derek's just like, nah, throw it to throw it to Devontae. But I think any team that comes up against them will be a little bit nervous now. And if they go on a bit of a run, they could sneak in for a little wild card spot here. They, oh. They'd have to. I'd, no, probably, I, I'd probably have to win out and wait for the gutsy calls on Thursday because something's possible. Pop up about them, I don't think it'll happen, but it is. Uh, they are in with the sniff. But from what I saw today, I, I was more impressed than what I was uh, when I saw them live, to be honest with you. All right. I saw an overtime tie. Commanders and Giants, 20 apiece. Tidy mini drive from Daniel Jones put the Giants in with a chance at the end of overtime. A 58-yard field goal attempt for Graham Gano fell short, ended in a tie. A fitting, if unsatisfying, finish for two teams who are in playoff contention. Jones ran it a little bit more today. That was the intention, 71 yards. And Taylor Heineke kept plays alive with some Mahomes-esque sidearm throws. A couple did, of he, big plays He did Taylor. some incredible stuff today. Uh, I'm not sure I trust it, but he did it. <laughs> and Terry McLaurin went for 105 and a TD as the NFC East continues to deliver, Doss. What what's your question for me? Well, they continue to deliver, Curtis, but out of the... These two teams who are the most likely to make the playoff. I mean, when I was watching, I was like, all right, now we're going to be, we'll be able to put a playoff lock in after this game, I yeah. think. And now I'm like, no, no, we can't. I've, it's made it even tougher. I've, uh, I've been going back and forward with this in my mind all day. And I think I don't trust either of them particularly, but I trust Daniel Jones more. As good as Taylor Heineke was today and has been in flashes, <laughs> he's just too risky. And I don't think he has a skill set to make it stack up. Under bit of a wannabe intensity. Mahomes, and well, he was going to uh, turn it over too often to. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's the uncontrolled factor. Mm. Jones has played within himself this year, which has been a huge plus for the Giants. Heineke hasn't showed the ability to rein that in yet, so I yep. think that's why I trust the Giants ever so slightly more. Uh, speaking of teams I trust, I'm really starting to trust those Bengals. Holy, 27 to 24, they beat the Chiefs. Seven in a row is this against the Chiefs. Is that right? It's, um, it's a problem. Three, three this year. It's a problem. Yeah, so I'd be a little bit worried if I was you, Kurt. It's going to stand in the way of a Chiefs Super Bowl this well, year. Well, did last year too, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as we mentioned earlier, Burrow's in pretty good nick. Mahomes in pretty good nick. Neither of them had huge, huge games. Uh, you kind of expected... I mean, 27-24 is not a bad score, but uh, for some, I was expecting a little bit more of a shootout. Um, Jamar Chase back for the Bengals. Chase was back, which is a huge positive for them. And he got through pretty well. Seven receptions for 97 yards. Um, Kelsey was held a little bit today. Four for 56. I don't, did he have a reception in the first quarter? I don't think. Well, what he did have later in the game was a reception that then just got stolen from him. Mm. Again, like Jerry Seinfeld stealing the rye from marble the marble rye. rye from the old woman. Just pickpocketed. Doesn't normally happen with him. I think that um, this game, in terms of the season, is probably not super important because they're, they're both make the playoffs and I think they'll both go quite deep but um, yeah psychologically it's a, <laughs> it's a big one exactly it is uh, that seven in a row if they do meet each other again in uh, in the playoffs and that it's a huge win for Cincy but uh, yeah I'm not going to lie I wasn't disappointed to see the Chiefs lose <laughs> what was a big takeout for me of this game Burrow was only sacked once yeah that mm. offensive line is just starting just to hold up yeah which is what they need Colts and Cowboys is the last game of the week so far. It was 21 to 19 at three-quarter time. It was. And then the Cowboys scored the most points that any team ever has in a quarter in the NFL. 33 points to none in the last quarter, Holly. They ended up winning 54 to 19. We were worried about this offense earlier in the year. Did we go through the last quarter touches? Fumble, touchdown, interception, interception, 
fumble, end of game. You take that as a defense. You, you take it. <laughs> yeah. Once again, the yeah. defense is good. That is ugly. What else did you see, Holly? Uh, look, Zeke and Pollard are an absolute dynamic duo. Yeah. Uh, they both had, what, 91, 77 yards, three TDs between them. and then well, Even Malik Davis got Even Malik Davis jumped in for a Whoever TD. Whoever that is. <laughs> Mate, four TDs on the ground, 220 yards. You're not going to lose many games with that. And then Dak just... Dak will ball out this season, Dak Holly. balled out again, fellas. <laughs> three TDs. Only sacked once at 170 yards. Holly's heroes. Tell you what, boys, he's on. you got a question for him, Josh? too sick with the scoreline. Oh, what was my question for you? Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce was good for the Colts. You would have enjoyed that. I, I did, yeah. Him. Yeah, I like Alec Pierce. 86 yards and a TD. The Dallas Cowboys, they're the best defense in the NFL, Chris. Oh, I mean, going Friday today, I don't think there's a better scoring defense than uh, Dallas Cowboys, is there? I reckon they're scoring more points on defense than the Broncos are on offense. <laughs> That would be a stat. I'm going to look that up. Uh, well, they, well, today they scored, what, probably 28 points. Do you know a stat that I heard during the week, just to get sidetracked? Sorry, Quag, again. Russell Wilson, last year, which wasn't even a, that good a year for him, in the red zone, his quarterback rating was 94. This year... That would be single figures, would it? It's six. What <laughs> <laughs> you want to guess? Six! Well, when's the last time? When's the last time? Yeah, far out. Crazy. Anyway... That's a crazy scoreline. Dallas 54, Colts 19. Saints and Bucks today, Tuesday. That's a big game. That's a huge game in the context of the NFC South. Speaking of huge things, we're going to be back with the Power Rankings, Doss, in oh, just a moment. Yeah, Doss. Doss, Power Rankings. I'm going to hand over to you in just a moment. But I want to remind you, last time out, what your power rankings were. It's been quite a while. Week six was the first and most recent time we've done power rankings. And then the, the season was a little different. Not, not very. I mean, looking at these top five, the Cowboys weren't in it. That was the one we were asking, should they be in it at that stage? The Giants, however, were. They were fifth. They've dropped off since. I assume they're no longer in it. Probably not even in the top ten. Bengals were fourth. You put a bit of faith in them when they weren't going that well. I like that. I Chiefs, third. Bills were second, and first was the Eagles. How's it changed? Where are we at? Doss's power rankings. Doss's outback quarterback power rankings. Yeah. And we start number five. Patriots. With that team, you no chance. The team that knocked off our little friend, Hawley, over here. Little is friend. Chiefs today. The <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow. Do you want some music? Ch- yes, I would some, like some We'll music. play the gutsy calls music. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty full on. Ready? Yeah, like this? Oh, oh yeah, DOS. Yeah. Is this for your power rankings? This is it. Sounds All like right. Power Rangers. Let's do it. Yes. Oh, rest in peace, Tommy. Do you actually want me to start again? Nah, let's do it. Keep nah, rolling. Go, oh, you want me? Okay, we're still rolling. So, Bengals <laughs> at five. Number four, because they had lost today. And they've just started to... Wait, you're telling me that the team that beat the team is fifth and the the team that won is fifth, but the team that lost is fourth. Sorry, ask that question again. I don't know what that meant. I explained that pretty well, thank you. (laughs) The team that's fifth beat the team that's fourth and the fourth that's fifth beat the eighth and sixth. What was that? I was just in shock, all right? (laughs) What's the question? So Kansas City are fourth, correct? I've got the Chiefs fourth on a 9-3 record. But the team that beat them is fifth. Because because the Chiefs... Because the Chiefs... Previously, were a lot higher up. Total package. Them, they've just come down. Just power rankings, not mine. They've just come down a, a fraction. Number three. Well, it, well, sorry, let me put that in context. Sorry to interrupt and ruin your momentum. Yeah. 
Tony Pollard had a better game than Ezekiel Elliott today. Does that mean that Pollard's career has been better than Elliott's? That's completely different. That's completely different. <laughs> That's nothing different. to do with anything. Damn it. Sorry, keep going, Doss. That is nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Three, as much as it pains to put me in there, the Dallas Cowboys, I have to, because their defense is real at the moment. Pretty much contributed all Dak's, that. Dak's bowling. Uh, not as so sure on Dak. Their defense is bowling. Absolutely. Micah Parsons and, and that crew causing all sorts of havoc. Number two. It hasn't changed, has it? The Buffalo Bills yep. still remain at number two. And the Houston Texans, Josh, number one. <laughs> Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs with a nice win on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. They hold their spot, though. And number one, the team that has only lost one game Who else? so far this season, the Philadelphia Eagles. What about, Jalen a, what about a December 24th AJ matchup? Brown, who had some payback for his Tennessee Titans teammates uh, yesterday, lit it up. Professional Doss, you crescendoed that just as the the song ended. That was great. What's your Christmas prediction for Dallas v Philly? That's a huge game. It is a huge game. Is that on our Christmas day? uh, Is it 24th over there? I I think it's in Dallas too. Yeah, it is in Dallas. Fly over for it. (laughs) (laughs) See if the boat builder's yard will help us out. We'll talk a bit about the Boat Builders Yard on Thursday. (laughs) And then we're doing an ad for them next week, so stay tuned for that, everyone. Thanks, Doss. Great power rankings. Any more to say on that topic? Couldn't fit in Hawley's 10-2 and Vikings. Oh, yeah. Of Mm. course. Nah, I think you nailed it. Where would they fit? Sixth? They'd have to be sixth, I guess. Or the Miami Dolphins. Also no room for them. Not after today. No. Sorry. Or the 49ers. So there is some uh, probably some people out there that probably think... That this list should be shuffled around, but this Cole is the Shanahan's top five. Yeah, this is the, not in this is the top five for this week. So All right. South Australian time, 25th December, 7.55am. Christmas wow. morning. You know what I'll be doing. Sorry, kids. I'm not <laughs> celebrating Christmas this year, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> You're celebrating Dak Prescott. We'll be back. Great job, Doss. Thank you, Curtis. Show one of your run sheet. Done and dusted. Congratulations. <laughs> How does it feel? You joined the club. To be part of the big dogs. Big dog club. <laughs> well, look, feels good. Not going to lie. Got to uh, back it we, up Thursday, though. We rolled. Yeah, well, Thursday, well, Thursday is very much a lot harder show. We'll probably yeah. speak. Playoff uh, lock. More, yeah, oh, yes, playoff lock. You'll be that, a year that, wiser that, on Thursday getting, as well. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask you on Thursday how, how your birthday was. We'll look forward to reviewing that. See we'll do you, that first. See what you got for your birthday. We've got the playoff lock. We've got rabid fan bases. Who are the most rabid, intimidating, full-on fan bases in the NFL? And then my favourite segment, and I'm assuming a lot of people's favourite segment, gutsy calls. We're going to go through our Thanksgiving ones. Not a lot to give thanks for <laughs> as no, far we, as our gutsy calls. No, we're a little out. But we're going to go through Christmas gutsy calls. This is the crescendo. Best part of the year. Best time of the year, Christmas. Best gutsy right. calls coming up Thursday. Lads, thanks for joining me. Thank you, fellas. Thanks, boys. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you on Thursday. Oh, my goodness. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fired. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. It's like if you've been working on it for, for like four days and that's all you get and the going gets tough, if it's that tough, just quit. As he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. 
This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Hey, you better make more with your time. You only got three more minutes.